Life Audio. We want to talk about what would we tell our 21-year-old selves? Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Hey, we're back, baby. Back in the studio. Back in the studio. Last week, we had a guest, man, rare of breed. That was, man, that dude. Such a good dude, man. I love that man. And he's real. He's the real deal. Humble, he's genuine, sincere, just a, a, a really, really solid guy. Yeah, I mean, we could have recorded, c- continued recording for... The conversation afterwards yeah, was yeah, gun smoke. The like. conversation after the episode lasted longer than the episode. Yeah. And, I mean, we were just encouraging one another uh speaking truth to one another i mean it was it was awesome man yeah and i that dude that's the first time i met him in person uh and i mean he's just the real deal yeah like even straight the, up. the two buddies he had in the studio that yeah. y'all didn't get to see on camera they were fired up for the lord and just how god yeah. had been moving on his tour and we were even talking with him outside and i could tell jorian's spirit was getting stirred up he's like man can i pray for y'all enjoy like the lord just moved through jorian as he was praying and it was really cool yeah, if you haven't seen that episode, go back. I think it was episode 80. One episode, go back and watch. I mean, you could see his heart. It was the perfect timing because he just came off of the recovery tour yeah. and recapped the recovery tour. Uh, so, yeah, and I mean, that dude, that dude, stamp of approval, the real deal. Yeah. Loves the Lord, uh, is passionate about it, and you could see God's beginning to grow and grow his influence and more and more people, which he's already had a ton, but... Only, only cool things coming for that dude. Amen. That's cool. That's cool. So today we wanted to talk about, we're actually um, stealing an idea from Hope After Addiction, which is an awesome podcast uh, for some ladies that do it. My wife is one of them. Uh, and it really addresses families of people struggling with addiction. And man, they've been so much feedback from that. But we want to talk about what would we tell our 21-year-old selves? Mm. And so I'm going to let you start, but I'm going to do a few more talking so you can think of what you want to say. We haven't, we haven't really prepared for this. We're just kind of going off the custom cuff, and we also, we also, sadly, not funny. It's funny, I guess, kind of now, maybe not, but I don't remember much about being 21. Yeah, was, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, right? But I was, you just shared this a couple minutes before we went on air, this idea to do this, and I'm asking Jorian, like, what would you tell your 21 self? He's like, man, I'm trying to remember. I'm like, yeah, so we'll see how it goes. But first, I don't think we've talked about something. Okay. In your personal life, something happened this last week or the week before. Good Friday? Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned it on the uh, episode with uh, Rare Breed. I told him about it. Okay, okay. My daughter gave her life to Christ. That's right, you did. Okay, okay. I remember now. I remember now. I just wanted to make sure we touched on that. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. 
Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. I, I do want to plug one other thing, and then I'm going to hand it off to you. Um, man, so this is coming out Friday, the 21st, and on the 22nd, if you're a Middle Tennessee uh, someone who lives near uh, or in Middle Tennessee, uh, we have partnered with a church. LifePoint Church has partnered with us, uh, and they're hosting a, a forgo- the Forgotten Pandemic uh, Conference. It's it's the church in addiction, and, and it's geared towards equipping the saints, uh, believers, uh, people who maybe have struggled with addiction in the past, or your families, or someone that just wants to get involved. We're going to show the 40-minute documentary, and then we have a, a panel of, of experts in the field uh, that are going to do Q&A and answer questions for however long after that. It's from 5 to 7. Uh, we'll put a link in the description of where, if you can, go register. There is child care. Once you go, show up. Uh, but also, if you're not in Middle Tennessee, or maybe you can't make it and you are in Middle Tennessee, we've done this um, four times and I believe that I've been a part of and on the panel and been there amazing outcome, amazing feedback from the people. Uh, but also there's been a few churches outside of Tennessee. I know a, a church in New York did it. Um, I want to say Ohio and I just get great feedback from them. Um, let us know if you, if your church, if you want to go to your church leadership or you are in church leadership and you're like, yeah, this, it's a great way to get the conversation started about addiction, uh, and, and a really, really interesting way. Uh, a few of the panels, we had the county mayor or the city mayor on the panel. We had a, a sheriff or uh, one of the top cops of the city on, on the panel one time. Always a, a bunch of times the head pastor of the church sits on the panel with, and then I sit on there as well. And uh, it's really cool. It's really informative. It's a great way to get this conversation started because we know addiction is not a surprise to God. And, man, we know how serious this thing is. Was, yeah. If you've watched any episodes, we do stats and all this crazy stuff all the time. So would love to do that. Reach out to us. We get, we have a whole marketing kit that we can send with uh, Mark Hall from Casting Crowns on a on like a thing you could post or Zach Williams on a thing that you could post and, and uh, little short trailers and stuff. So it's all set up. That was the idea of making this. We want it to be a big resource for the Capital C Church because historically, as, as we've said on this podcast many a times, the church has always marched into the storm when it came to these type of issues and not ran away. And it's time to equip the saints to march into the storm because it is a storm. It's the number one cause of death for young adults. Plug over. Amen. So I'm excited for it myself. Yeah, I am too. I am too. And, and yeah, I am too. And it's at my home church too. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. You know, man. For the first time in my home church. And so I'm, you know, there's the anxiety, the bugs there. Oh, you want it to be the best at your own home church, but yeah, that's just that's just silly pride stuff. So, I'm excited. I think it's gonna be great. That's a really cool God story, though, man. Even for yeah. like a brother like me, you know, I didn't know you when you came through here, but just to watch you grow in the way you have over the last five years, six years that I've known you, and to be able to even put something like this on at your home church now, and you know, 11, 12 yeah. years ago, yeah. you weren't putting together no addiction conferences no. at a home church or no, nothing like no. that. I, I was probably wasn't near a church. And if yeah. it was, to be honest, it was to appease my wife. And to be even more honest, I was probably having to go to the bathroom in the middle of the oh, of sermon to, to use. Praise so, God, man. Praise so, God. Praise God. God is good. So what do you think, man? And I know I'm going to imagine, I'm going to literally, 
if I can't just get back into my own brain, I'm going to say, what would I tell a 21 year old now that is very like me? Yeah. Married to his high school sweetheart. I'm going to try to do that. And so that's the angle I'm going to take because man, it is pretty foggy. Yeah. When I was 21. Yeah. So I've been thinking about this question all of about seven, eight minutes. And so the first thing that came to my mind was what I would tell my 21 year old self would be surround yourself with godly men. Yeah. You know, um, you become the men that you surround yourself with. And I think I've talked about this on an episode. We're at 80 now. So several, several ago. But I think we're very naive when we're that age and thinking that we can hang around a a, a crowd of men that kind of aren't really walking, um, I guess we can say, in, in a godly manner and think that we're not going to become like them in certain rego- regards. Yeah. Um, I'm a fool to believe that, you know, um, and I'm not saying these people that I surrounded myself with were evil and they were just such bad negative influences, but you're either living a godly life or you're not. Yeah. Right. There's not, there's not like an in between, like, oh, he kind of lives a guy alive. And it's like, no, man, it's either all in or all out. I'm either living for the Lord or I'm living in opposition of the Lord for self. And so that's something that I would encourage myself to do um, is surround yourself with godly men because I see the benefits that it has had on my life and over the last five years of my life, like how much it has encouraged me, how much brothers were able to speak truth into my life and hold me accountable and address hard truths within myself and uh, just love me and support me and be there for me and having a shoulder to cry on. And it's not easy for men to open up in general, but brothers in Christ, there's just something about when the spirit meets the spirit, man, you're that much more compelled to share your dirt and share your filth and share your sin and be transparent and feel comfortable in doing so. And um, those aren't really worldly attributes. You know, you don't really find, I never, what I didn't realize was I never had a really deep, intimate relationship with anybody ever until I found Christ. Now I had as deep of a relationship as you can have in the secular world, but I realized there's no depth to that compared to the kingdom of God and those relationships you build. So Man, surround yourself with godly men. And to anybody listening to this, to anybody watching this, like a godly man, godly woman, wherever you are at, man, surround yourself with those sorts of people. It is extremely beneficial to your life. Yes, yes. And I mean, <laughs> you, uh, you hit the nail on the head in the aspect of no relationships that were meaningful or deep. And, uh, and I guess I want to roll down that uh, avenue uh, for me. That was because I was a chameleon. Even even through high school, I could be I could be the jock to the jocks. I could be the mechanic to the mechanics. I'd be the band guy to the band guy. I just I enjoyed people thinking highly of me or accepting me. Rolling in, that would mean I'm putting a mask on, right? And so by default, if I have a mask on, there's in my head there's not going to be there's going to be surface level relationships because they only know the mask. Right, Jim Carrey. Alrighty then. The mask is what they know. But then what happens psychologically too, I don't I have a hard time loving me. Mm. I have a hard time knowing who I am, accepting mm. who I am, because they don't truly like me, man. They like the mask. Yeah. That's not I mean, that's not who I am. And so thinking back, I want to get to a practical thing I'll say to I would say to my twenty one year old self in a bit. But knowing how stubborn and stupid I was 
I guess I want to start with just scripture that I would share with him that I know that God used to stir my affections early on. Yeah. Uh, because I don't know that I would listen to any advice that I would give, but I know God's word could pierce. Mm. Right. And so on early on, and we've talked about this, but man, we've had a lot of people join the podcast, subscribe since we've talked about all this. And so I would share, I guess I would just knowing what we said about the mask, knowing what we said about this and what I thought about my own self. I didn't even love myself. I, I know what God did to me in Judges chapter 6. Mm, I remember this. I know what God did to me when I was reading about Gideon. And so I think I would share with him that and, and, and let that pierce the soul, pierce the bone, the marrow, the heart, and then maybe go into the practical thing. And, and so I'll just read it. Uh, and this is Judges chapter 6. And I'll give the backstory. So Gideon was the least of the least of the least. He was, uh, the story picks up and he was in a wine, he was sifting wheat in a wine press, which is a hole. And when you sift wheat, you're throwing it and you need air to, to drag out the impurities, the shaft and what comes down is pure wheat. And so if you're in a hole, there's not a good breeze. And he was in a hole because he was hiding. He's a coward. And it was oppressing times, but I mean, the, the Bible says that he is the least of his family. His family was the least of the tribe, and the tribe was the least of all the tribes. So he literally was the least of the least of the least. I think I have that right. I might, it might not have been the least of the family, but he was the least of the least, at least. <laughs> and the first thing that God said to him in that hole in the ground is, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. And I think that's Judges 6. Um, uh, just just read the whole chapter. How about that? I should have had it. Yeah. I mean, we read the whole chapter because it goes from that. And then there's an epic 300 movie style battle, literally 300 uh, style battle. And I mean, it's just epic, but it shows Gideon being bumpy along the way. He kept doubting himself, but God, if you really meant that, will you do this with this fleece and make it dry? And he, he kind of just, he needs confirmation after confirmation. But the point that I got then that I would want my 21 year self there to know is God didn't see Gideon the way Gideon saw Gideon. God didn't see Gideon the way his tribe saw Gideon or the other tribe saw his tribe and his family. God saw Gideon for what Gideon was going to do, and he said that he was a mighty man of valor. Hmm. And my hope would be that that 21-year-old self would hear that valor, man, and just because God put that in me. Even to this day, I mean, I, there's things that stir me up, man. And that mighty man of valor, I think Navy SEALs, I think Army Rangers, I think just dudes that have no fear that are going to press into a storm, into a firefight, and not retreat. And then when I hear that and I see that, and my hope is the same thing that happened to me when God revealed this to me would happen to the 21-year-old Adam is I'd have to pause. Wait, mighty man of valor. I got fired up, but wait a minute. Didn't they just say that Gideon was this coward? That doesn't make sense. How does that make sense? And I'd have to investigate. So I would start with Scripture and then, and then kind of go to the practical. I can go into the practical or I can pass it off and go to the practical later. Well, the advice I would give. That's a word right there. Like that's a word. Every time you you tell that story, it stirs my affection for for the things of God. I'll go, I'll go with the one more that I have, and it it goes right into what you were saying about being a chameleon. Yeah. And the other thing I would tell myself is remember your identity is in Christ alone. You yeah. know, uh, your value does not come from um, relationships. It does doesn't come from jobs. It doesn't come from finances. It doesn't come from social status. It doesn't come from any of those things. And um, I, like you said, 
um, found my worth and my validity and whether it was relationships I would engage in, how much I was getting paid at a job, the success or lack thereof in my relationships. And I would always be so tore up. And I, I essentially hated who I had become for so long. And I didn't even know who I was. I was lost. I had no idea as much as I thought I knew who I was and was confident in who I was. And I was so lost. I had no idea. And apart from knowing Christ, your identity is set to be in things of this world and things in this world are always going to fail you. You're always going to be let down. Um, No matter how close of a relationship you have, your partner is going to let you down at some point. You know, your job is going to let you down at some point. Your car is going to feel old. That new neighborhood you bought a house in is going to get feel like the norm. And all these things cease to fade. Um, and, and that's what I would say is, man, make sure you realize and remember that your identity is in Christ alone. But I want to read these scriptures cause it yeah. goes, these pertain to all Christians and these wrecked me whenever I first read them after coming into the program. And it's a little lengthy, but this is God's word and God's word restores God. God's word heals God's word save uh, God's word saves. So and it doesn't return void, doesn't return void. And this is Ephesians two. Uh, This is one through 10. It says, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked Mm -hmm. following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among who we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind those but gods are so sweet in his word but god being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us Mm. even when we were dead and our trespasses made us alive together with christ by grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus for by grace you have been sa- uh, saved through faith and this is not your own doing but it is the gift of God not a result of works so that no one may boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Yeah. And man, when I first read that, it's almost like your Gideon moment. It's like, God, me? Like me? Do you know how much I've hurt my mother? Do you know mm. what I've put my father through? Do you know that, you know, they had told me for years they were going to die because of what I had been doing. And I don't say that to shame or guilt them. Rightfully so. I was literally yeah. killing myself. And in turn, as a parent, that nurture side of you watching your son die. How could you not die yourself? A part of you, at least. Yeah. Um, the, like, have you not seen the manipulation and deceit I've done here? How I've treated this woman or what I've. And I just felt it in my spirit. It's like you say, you, you do a sermon or you used to do a class where you whispered, you know, I love you. Yeah. I love you. And you hear that whisper from God deep in your soul and your spirit. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is real. Yeah. Like he really does love me. And he sees the real me. Yeah. Not this persona that I've been putting on for years. Of, I'm, I'm mm. this at this stage and I'm this at this point. No, he loves me. Yeah. The good, the bad, the ugly, the filth. And he doesn't tell me, Ryan, you got to clean yourself up. You got to stop using drugs. You need to start going to church. You need to start living right. And then come to me. He says, no, Mm. come to me just as you are. Come as you are. And that wrecked me. Experiencing the love of God 
absolutely wrecked me. Yeah. Like wrecked me in a way. And if you've never experienced it, I pray that you find God one day. I pray that the Lord reveals himself to you. I pray that you have an open heart and open mind to seek the things of God because his word tells us that if we seek with a whole heart, we will find him. Jeremiah 29, 13 tells us that. So if you do seek after God with your whole heart, he will reveal himself to you. And he did it to me. Um, in a way that I could have never imagined. Like we say, man, I came here to get off drugs. I didn't come here to find God, mm. but God being <laughs> rich in mercy. Man, boy, we're good. Hey, I guess I'm going to cheat a little bit just because there's no rules. We're making the rules. There we go. We are uh, the rules. And I mean, the message this is to benefit someone. We're not just playing a game of what would we tell ourselves. We're doing this so it benefits maybe a younger person listening yeah. or, or uh, an older person maybe trying to be encouraged on what to say, but I'm going to cheat a little bit. My my approach would be I'm going to try to show them scripture to soften, to break the heart, to maybe I have their attention. And then just like the same things you said, I, I would just want to give them life experiences like, hey, man, your identity is only in Christ, like you said. And, hey, man, I know you grew up in church, and, and you think that this church thing you got, man, but you have no idea who Jesus is. Mm. I promise you, you don't. Have you been wrecked? Have you been crushed? Mm. Have you felt the weight of your own sin and repented and seen the beauty of the cross of Christ and the joy of Easter Sunday? Have you seen that? Have you felt that? Do you understand that that was for you, that you are the one that held Christ on the cross? And then, you know, go through just, yeah, your identity and, hey, be meek. And I know these things seem so stupid to you, 21-year-old, to slow down, I know it seems so stupid to you that to, to, when the Bible talks about um, serving the least of these, to um, position yourself not at the head of the table that Jesus talks about. To, but to, it's better to be called to the head of the table than to be sitting there and be embarrassed. And I would just say, man, I, I want to explain these things to you. And here's where I'm cheating. You ready? I'm actually a time traveler. I, t- I traveled back in time and I have oh, a device yeah. and I want to just show you. I wanted to show you, here's what you're like, if you slow down and you apply this one little rule that I've applied in my, and that I applied, that you applied in your mid thirties, that, Hey, you give things 24 hours before you respond. Now the, the, the stress, the heartache, the tension, the relationships, the, just from doing something that small can save you, can save you so much pain fighting. And a lot of times the issue resolves itself in that time frame. But your pride has to be killed to not want to bark back immediately with your dominance, with your valor that God gave you. You learn to give that back to him and watch him use you in your meekness and allow him to use you in the way that he's created you for his glory. And I know all these sound very churchy, but look, here, man, here's your life, man. Here's where it goes really badly because your identity is not in Christ. Here's where it goes badly because you, you don't love yourself that you want to impress people, and now you're numbing these things, and now you're trapped in this cycle. And, man, here's where you you took this advice from someone else, and you started practicing these things, and, man, you had nothing. You were making $50 a week, but you were the happiest you've ever been in your life, and so is your wife. Oh, by the way, you married your high school sweetheart. <laughs> you know, I mean, I want to cheat and show that just because it's so much easier. And, and I'm using that. I'm cheating in that because there's no there's no time machine. But I'm 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 pleading with you, young person. Man, that's our stories. Um, 
and maybe you are that age. At this age, we don't even remember what it was like, not because we're that old. I mean, I'm only 26, so it was only five yeah, years ago. So I'm, I'm 18. <laughs> so we're, you're, you're talking to future self. Yeah. I mean, it's really not. I'm 40, and so, I mean, I know I'm an old man to you, but, man, it really wasn't that long ago, but it was a cloudy time for us Yeah. Uh, because we did a lot of awful things. Um, we, you know, you, and then the next thing, and you touched on it too, and I'll finish with this. Um, these people that you think are your friends, they're not. They're not. Um, what, what they're doing, what, what you think is cool. And I mean, I'm even thinking college and partying and all this. And I know you're going to ask, you're going to say, Adam, everybody's doing it. I'm going to tell you they're not. There are righteous people at your age that are having amazing times with each other that aren't getting sloppy drunk, having sex with everybody. Uh, and their joy is, is incredible because they saw by the grace of God, they saw from a young age and, and they started chasing hard after God. You can too, because, but God, no matter what you've done up to this point that you're watching this podcast, you can repent and turn. And the beauty of the cross of Christ is he now under his Lordship, you surrender your life to him. He now sees you as spotless. And so you're in the same boat as those guys that are going to the, the, the Christian events in college that are having the, the hoedown non-alcohol parties or whatever it may be, and you just peek into there, man, and watch their laughter, watch their joy. You're now seen the same way as they are. So there's people, when you say everybody's doing it, man, that's what I would have said. And so everybody's doing it. I got to be this in this scene, man. Everybody, I got to be this mm-hmm. level of this scene, and so I'm going even harder. Not everybody's doing it. That's a lie from the pits of hell. They're righteous people that are seeking after God at your age. And guess what, mighty man or woman of valor? God wants to use you to bring him glory to show these people that if he could do it in your life, he could do it in their life, and he'll give you an opportunity to share about it. He'll give you an opportunity, like he's given us, to to bring him glory and share the gospel, Mm -hmm. share your story. Yeah, the only thing on top of that I'll say is like there is no future version of yourself that God is going to love more than he loves you now. And that's that's what's so beautiful. It's like I thought if I ever even showed up in a church, it's like the God who loves y'all is not going to love me. I can promise you that, you know, and that's a lie. Like the enemy is a deceiver. And so just don't think that you've got to figure all these things out and clean yourself up and stop doing this and stop doing that. Man, come to God as you are and through the Holy Spirit working in your life little by little. He's going to sanctify you. He's going to grow you. He's going to heal you. He's going to strip you of certain things that aren't of spiritual value to your life. And um, it's, it's a process. But, man, it is a beautiful, beautiful ride. And what I was just realizing, even when you were talking. These are things that I need to remember currently today because it's so easy to get caught up in my own head and just the hustle and bustle of life and desires and this, that and wants and needs and teaching everything. It's like I need to be reminded of these things now as well. And so I'm going to be reminded of those. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even as as uh, Rob uh, Rare Breed last episode, he was talking about that. man. we. He first came and he, man, he, I think the first show he did, he did it in a suit. And what he, it, it's, God kind of reminded him, no, I made you a certain way. Mm-hmm. You don't have to conform to what they are. Uh, and the last thing I'll say is, man, what we're not saying is that things won't be tough. Things will be tough. Oh, yeah. On this side, chasing hard after the Lord, things will be tough. But let me remind you of something, and this is cliche. 
When the going gets tough, the tough get going. Mighty man or woman of valor. I mean, that's almost uh, allow that season, allow that doubt, allow that pain, allow that sorrow to remind you that you have a God who says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest for your soul. Almost um, allow the season of toughness to get tough, to say, and how do you get tough? You go to Abba Father. You go to the one that spoke all things into existence. And man, in that peace, in that strength, in that development, in that sanctification, you become and more and more and more and more and more valiant, mm. more valor, to where all of a sudden it's almost like, for me now, there's seasons that I don't do this well. But there's seasons that when things get tough, man, I do, I click in like a Navy SEAL. I've never, I'm no stolen (laughs) valor here. I'm not a military man. But it's almost like I get war ready. I can hear a twig. And it's like, hey, man, things are tough. Let's go. Let's rally. Let's go. And it's always let's go to him. Right? And because I know I've seen too much at this point to know that if I go to him, he's got me. He's got me. And he's not promising me riches or money or even life. But the Bible says that to live is Christ, but to die is gain. So he's got me. He's got me. Mm. There's nothing that can happen to me at this point that I'm not win, win, win all the time. Yeah. Because all I do is win in him, right? That was Win, so win, cheap. win, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I saw you as God. That's, that's too funny. We're, we're going to edit that part out. No. I think it's DJ Khaled maybe. Yeah. All I do is win, win, No, that win, was to get my him, thought. Well, and him. Yeah, yeah, So, awesome, <laughs> awesome. All right, final thoughts? Man, that's, I think that's, that's life after addiction, baby. That is life after addiction. 21-year-old buster to mm-hmm. bringing God glory, talking about that guy on a podcast, man. I, I, God is good. Amen. And this was a good reminder, too. We were preaching to ourselves at this age and at 21. So I hope this blessed you. I hope this encouraged you. And that's life after addiction. You better believe it. Come on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life After Addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Studio. For more Christ-centered addiction recovery resources, please visit s2l.net. That's S, the number two, L dot net. For more information about S2L's licensed and accredited residential program, please visit S2LRecovery.org. That's S, the number two, LRecovery.org. We want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Life After Addiction podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of their faith-centered podcasts and their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much more. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless. I'm Billy Yancey, entrepreneur, fitness cowboy, father, retired Navy cornerback, and now podcast host. Listen to my new show, Billy and the Goat, on Life Audio. Happy listening.